It's the Comic Zone presents Dragon D's Balls. How's it going, everybody? It's Vince, Mike, Chelsea, and Scott on this episode. We are still talking about Trigun, and this is going to be kind of a debated episode here. Most definitely. Um, Chelsea and I are kind of on the wavelength that we're still kind of not liking it. But Scott and uh, Mike, this is a beloved series for you guys. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and this episode, honestly, like Chelsea's kind of already covered. We're both kind of on the same wavelength. We don't hate it, but we don't love it. We're kind of just middle ground. Yeah, we're kind of Switzerland when it comes to the show at the moment. Now, granted, we just finished the 18th episode, so we do have eight left in the entire series. So by the next episode, you know, that we record, we will have finished it. However, I mean, you know, I will be honest, you know, if if something happened and, you know, I like died tomorrow and didn't finish the show, I wouldn't be sad about it. It wouldn't crush me to never have finished it but grant i want to though i mean it's i've invested enough time i know enough about it that i you know i want to follow it through but i mean yeah i'm so far i'm just you know i'm really not impressed and and, you know we'll get into why and we have eight episodes left so like i was uh talking to mike this morning um that could still change, you know? Eight exactly. Episodes. You know, we, uh, we our minds Gate, could be totally blown. Steins Gate, the first four episodes, I was like, Mike, and everybody else, I feel like when they first watched that show of being like, what the fuck is this? You know, like, I don't know if I really like this. But then the following, you know, four episodes after that, four or five, it's like, oh, shit, there's actually a lot of context going on here. And so... Eight episodes, I think that is a good amount of time. It could still change my mind, so I'm still being open about it. But, um, yeah, so I guess, like, one thing I'll talk about is, for me, the writing so far and how the plot's going is, yeah, I think, m- my biggest thing is, like, I, so? I, I just... I hate like we get parts with Legato and there's like interesting things, but then there's like that weird kind of recap episode, like shortly after we meet Legato. Actually, the the first episode we meet him. After that, it goes into that, which really kind of sucks. I get why they had to do it, especially for when it aired live on TV, you know, way back when in 98, but... I don't know. The, By re- that the point, recap thing? Yeah, like they had a whole episode on recap. Literally a whole episode where Meryl was like filling out her insurance report on everything that had happened. And we even made the argument too of like, you know, even shows like Dragon Ball Z, you know, they gave us recaps, but it was, you know, 30 seconds of the beginning of the episode. You know, we didn't need a dedicated. Uh, here's the thing. Episodes like that were just a trope of the era. I watched Star Trek Next Generation and they did a recap episode. Yeah. I mean, it's just I a just, fixture of the era. And lot, I just A lot of that. what you guys don't like about it, I think, has to do with the. It's not modern. It's a, pro- it's a product of the time and yeah. the way that they told stories in television at the time. Episodic kind of things that recap episode i mean like you said you would have been watching this week to week or however long it was in between episodes so a recap uh when you're not watching it binging it i mean uh, probably seemed to fit in a lot easier 
or right. better. But well, even then, I feel like if I was watching that back in 98, like week after week, I'd be pretty irritated even then, though, still with the recap, because then it's like you're still waiting a whole nother week to get yeah, any fair context. Well, but the thing is- what if you were a kid, though, who missed a couple weeks because of after school stuff or something like that, where you're only seeing little bits and pieces of the show. Yeah, I mean, that is a very real thing. Yeah, maybe you didn't catch everything. Or, well, or what if that's the first episode? I, don't, you, I don't like it. If that's you know? that first episode you happen to see. Well, and I don't like it either because here's my argument. So before we get the recap episode, they're going along. We are doing the whole, you know, wash, rinse, repeat of they're going from town to town. People are talking about Vash and the money that's on his head and everything. And then all of a sudden, I wouldn't even call it a tone shift. I would call it a complete and utter story shift because then all of a sudden the next episode, there's demons coming after him. And you're like, what in the fuck? Like, what just happened? Like, and I'm sorry, but there is nothing alluding to demons at all whatsoever in any way, shape or form, except for the priest guy. And that's it. He would be the only semblance of anything that, you know, other than that, you get nothing. And then all of a sudden the whole story changes. So there's demons coming after him and you're like, what the fuck? And then the next episode after that is Meryl and Millie helping this old couple that has a land with trees on it. And then you get a recap and you're just like, what in the fuck just actually happened? Like, how do we go? I'm telling you, like I said, it's not a tone shift. They changed the entire story. There's nothing alluding to demons in any way. Well, and there's like, I know there's some kind of like subtle nuances going on and whatnot um, throughout that first like part of the series. But with that story shift, though, it just kind of comes off to me like they maybe didn't know what direction they wanted to go in when they first started it. That could have been a lot of um, this. Too. I thought about this last episode, like maybe them doing that first set of episodes and, you know, the episodic thing was them not being quite sure how the story was going to end when they started it. Right, but hadn't the manga already like come out and been written for a couple but years? But it could have been written that way in the manga. It was written that way in the manga. Yeah, oh. but maybe so. when he started the manga, he didn't really and, uh, have that plan. And, and I, I just mean. watched it. Like I, I mean, granted, it was like four or five months ago. I don't remember demons. Well, okay, I guess not necessarily like the only thing that goes demons, after but him like, are old tech from when they when they first like um, got there, like when Wolfwood and him are on. So the bus. Legato and the big purple dude, they're old tech. Then, like they make them seem all like the, demonic. And Legato's not a demon, and how he's doing what he's doing actually has an in-universe explanation that I can't go into right now because I don't know if it's been spoiled yet. Well, and and I don't think but there's so. There's no I mean, supernatural element in the show. That's why I but was But that's confused. like what the, like but that's almost what they're alluding to because then they make you they they almost make it seem like Vash and knives are angels and I'm like what the fuck are we even doing? There like, may be some symbolism to that yeah, sure I mean, they're, they're, but they're not a actual angels they're actual like I said sentinel plants or AI energy power plants. Yeah, they but they were, really do not do a very good job of explaining things with do, their weird half-ass like flashbacks and stuff. I mean, and that's I think been my issue is I think even with like, you know, I can't help but compare it to Steins Gate obviously because it's kind of one of those shorter animes that has a lot to tell in you know, little episodes, but even with Steins Gate, I feel like 
I still know way yeah, more about that story that's going on by episode 12 than, I mean, we're in episode 18, and I still... But let me ask you guys this, because um, Trigun comes out, I believe, a few months before Cowboy Bebop. What other anime were telling compelling other and interesting stories other than Evangelion? Sailor Moon? No, not even Pokemon? That. Like... No, you know, I mean, you, you got to understand, this was breaking ground. Like, yeah, it's not perfect. I'll completely agree with you. But Steinsgate wouldn't exist if there weren't shows like this that did that prior in a prototypical form. Well, yeah. And even, I mean, Vince takes issue with, like, Knives himself, you know, as far as his, like, villain origins. Which I, I mean, we can talk well, about. I totally agree with yeah, you on it. I really, <laughs> so far, I hope there's more to it for him. Than just, you know, that Steve guy on the seed ship saying, oh, you know, you're a monster and shit like that. But yeah, it's just like he just has this total disdain for humanity and it just seems to be like completely out of left field. And I mean, they could explain it away with him just being crazy or just, you know, I I don't know, rich with power, but... I don't know. I was I, even comparing him to like Zamasu from Dragon Ball Z. How it is he, similar. But he, but Zamasu saw a bunch of different civilizations and watched them throughout time. You know, I mean, Knives was on a ship with one asshole that called him a monster and thought, I hate humans. Kill the spiders and no. the butterflies. And you're like, oh, okay. See, Knives does the whole Hitler thing. He sees humans as beneath him, as insects. And that's why he just he holds such a dismissive just view of from well, being with a few and, of them on a ship though. Like, well, him and knives. Well, I mean, a lot. I mean, some of that you got to think they are grown in a lab. So, and they already I mean, were brilliant even at a young age. They were already like so. Mensa and you got to picture right. them as like yin and yang or two sides of a coin. And you Vash, see that in the intro Vash with is, the two guns doing this. Yeah, Vash is the... Right, I've picked that up. Vash is the empathetic side of the coin, and Knives is the... Vash is the butterfly, Knives is the spider. <laughs> because you think about it, and you can see this even in humanity, the higher someone gets an IQ, the harder it is for them to maintain empathy with humans. You see that with fucking Teravangian and... Uh... In uh, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Teravangian's this character in Stormlight Ar- Archive, where ever every day his IQ varies by considerable amount. It can where go up or down. He can be really dumb one day, or hyper empathetic, or, or smarter than the gods the other day. So and the h- smarter he gets, the less empathy and care for humans he, he gets. He actually had. There was one particular thing where he had. He was having a particularly smart day. Not like the because he had one day where he was untouchable. He was uh, transcendent, like like he said, even to the gods. He was literally the smartest. He outsmarted per- some but, of them. <laughs> so he was having a day similar to that, but not quite as smart. And he's trying to figure out this uh, equation that he essentially came up with that one transcendent day. And he has uh, kids, like a chorus of kids singing, and uh, just at one point it starts to annoy them annoy him so he says ah just just kill them all just kill all the kids instead of telling them to leave he's just like yeah kill them and And they don't they don't kill them but they're like whoa dude like pump the brakes but but let me ask you guys this though when it comes to knives will they actually like flesh that out and explain you'll see more of them maybe not to the extreme that you're thinking but like we keep saying it's a product and it's Breaking new ground at the time that it was made. It might not be as deep as you're looking for. Yeah, but again, but, what but, else at the time was? Right. I know, but and I that, mean, that's like, the thing is, like, you got to just look at it. 
It's like, almost Tolkien a... didn't have like a shit ton of things to really grasp from when he started writing fantasy, but look at what he produced. Yeah, but he's this, the guy so, that wrote this isn't him. I know, but I'm just saying like writing's timeless. You know what I mean? I feel like you, you can't just blame it on I the writing like of the time. Have to like, wait for better examples to come out, then you're not a good writer. You no, know? that's fa- I mean that's fair, but no, I mean but I could for, say that about Frieza and but DBZ. He's not waiting. He's not waiting. He's breaking into ground that he thinks no one else is doing at the time. So what? he didn't take it. To the modern, like, but I'm not even level or even like modern level. I'm just saying, like, the writing's very all over the place. It's very choppy. It is too. It is. Yeah, it is. And And I think that makes a huge issue for me because I I connect when it comes to movies or comics or just reading novels, whatever. I get attached to characters. That has always been just kind of my thing. And with this. I feel like I can't get attached to any of them. Like, I know we're supposed to feel sympathy for Vash, but it's almost like I don't give a shit about him and Rem because it took us 17 episodes to find out what the fuck. And then you find out that she's just like his mommy and he's been weeping (laughs) over her for 107 (laughs) years. Okay. Like, Mm. he still hasn't gotten over that after 100 years. It's like, dude, like, move on. Like, it just, it, it's so hard with how choppy they make it and back and forth that it's hard for me to feel but see, any sort of attachment to the characters because it takes them so long to give me anything that's going to get that empathy towards them. You know, we, we're almost done with like, the show and I just find out what happens to them. I really like the characters. I do wish they had a little bit more depth, which hopefully in the next eight episodes me too, because there will be some. Millie and Wolfwood are my favorites. Right, yeah, Wolfwood, I was going to ask you what you thought of I think school. he's the chapel that didn't show up that Legato mentions. He mentions out of the 10 gung-ho guns or whatever that he's like, yeah, the, where's the chapel? And they're like, oh, he's late. So I'm pretty sure that Wolfwood is the chapel. Well, and what do you think of him and his cross? And oh, I love it. Have I knew you the... seen anything to do with the cross? Well, yet? yeah, he's got all the little guns in it. And I know that it's actually one oh, there's, giant there's one there's as more. well. Yeah, no, and I more, know yeah. that. I, I, I had to somewhat. Dude, she gets... was like, there's got to be more to it. I'm like, okay, fine. It's got a rocket you... launcher and whatever. I know. <laughs> you have show... <laughs> You've showed me clips of it before because the very first episode he shows up, I told Vince, I said, that cross is a gun. Well, yeah, the whole things of fucking and he like holds it with one arm and shit yeah. no, and he's I, got the trigger like yeah. in the middle I th- it's pretty cool I love yeah. him and I love Millie and I also love their dynamic together as mm-hmm. well and I love yeah. when she punches Vash in the face when she thinks he killed that guy and gal that are trying to escape his father that's doing like the trade business or whatever mm-hmm. she's one of my favorites you know but then now all of a sudden her and Meryl are gone They've just disappeared for I'm like. I'm sure they'll come back. I'm up. sure they will too. But like I said, it's just I wish I had a better flow with the story. I, and the I choppy, can agree with that. The I choppiness of it makes it so hard to to just follow and along stay, and stay grounded. And, and honestly, right. that's yeah. my only complaint because like the music, I absolutely oh, adore the aesthetic is the bomb. Music. The aesthetic, and that's why yeah. I get why it's a cult classic because aesthetically, like the way the characters right. are drawn, even just kind of their well, personality, the future West yeah, Western, the, and the art style itself, I love the characters. I love, like I said, my only gripe with them is I wish they had a little bit more depth, but. Mm. You know, I mean, everything else about the show, it's just the only thing I don't like is how the plot's unfolding and the writing. Same, because there's never, none of the moments in the show, like, I'm sure there are moments where you're supposed to be like, 
that has not happened for me. Like I was, oh, I was kind fair. of, I was kind of surprised when I saw that Knives was the one that shot off um, Vash's arm. I thought that was very interesting. Like we've had moments that have been great, like when Vash and Wolfwood, um, once Wolfwood finds him because Knives, you know, made the whole town disappear and left his name. When they go like shoot up that big old mansion that's got all that gunmen in it and stuff, and they kind of have their moment together. <laughs> Like there's some there's certain parts like that that are have been really awesome and exciting to watch. But even when we see knives, you know, start like fucking everything up on the ship and, you know, deciding that he hates humanity like none of that. The whole time I was watching, I was just like, oh, yeah, this checks, you know, like it was all very predictable for me. And so I guess I'm kind of waiting for that, like, oh. <gasps> moment that you get maybe i won't get that i don't know you probably I'm, won't but you know there's different yeah. ca- he keeps bringing up tolkien and like i get that but there are different calibers of writers and well, you, you know, know what i mean maybe this guy just well isn't on even that in level. tolkien um, for what he did with what he well, I mean, in writing it's just like any other medium you know it's you know even though it may not suit me or chelsea it's totally fine if it suits other people and i think like she was saying, this has a big cult following because of its aesthetic, the sound, the music, the com- you know, the composition. The voice acting is actually really good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, so it's like everything else I don't have an issue with. I love everything else about it. But it's just, yeah, you know, his there writing are, style. Could, maybe and, that's why they're remaking it. And Scott was just bringing that up on the way when we were about to get started. Yeah. Is they are remaking it. And I guarantee that story will be much more yeah. linear. Like streamlined. And, 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 and I kind of think about like, you know, um, Full Metal Alchemist and then Brotherhood. You know what I mean? That's kind of if it's something like that, that would be pretty cool. Where if maybe, you know, they, they just did a better job with how they unfold the plot with the characters. Aren't they doing it like CGI, though? It does. Also, I was going to say... And um, I don't really like that. Yeah. I was also going to say, and I know this will piss a lot of people off. I don't really care. I love Tolkien, too, but I think people overstate his originality. Because does anyone know what the Ring of Gyges is? No. Not ring of Gyges is in the philosophical works of Plato as a ring that oh. can turn its wearer invisible. I am mad at and that. And then all of the realms and stuff like that, like Middle Earth, Midgard, like it's it's Norse mythology meets the Ring of Gyges. And I'm not saying that to be mean, but even Tolkien, as beautiful as he is, he was using Norse mythology to furnish a lot of his world, including elves, dwarves, and the well, like. Sure. So, I mean, even with Tolkien, yes, he broke new ground in some sense, but not in others. And every what and no did, one can. What he did was create uh, a whole new, like literally a whole world. And he lore. did. I'm just saying it was heavily inspired by Norse mythology right, and right, history. But, right. But that's well, what they mean when they talk about the Tolkien formula is like world building mm-hmm. instead of using a already existing place. Well, I was going to say, yeah, we're yeah. all inspired by something or somebody, right? You know, right. that's yeah. just how it goes but he ended up taking his inspiration and turning it into something new the mechanics of his writing and skill to turn it into something that was a masterpiece you know yeah and i get that like you know trigon you know maybe in the 90s like that whole kind of you know more like spaghetti western you know anime manga style might have been and his storytelling you know that might have been like new grounds for then but i just I guess I wish it just it would have been done better because, like I said, I haven't 
hated the show like it's if i did i wouldn't be watching it like if i really hated it i would not continue yeah, watching like, it so obviously it <laughs> right so obviously like there is something there that keeps well, me I going back is, watching I think what it. it is is like the elements we already talked about it has elements of greatness mm-hmm. it has the aesthetic it has the it has some it good has, moments. It has good characters. Um, maybe they aren't as deep as you would like. And then, you know what I mean? It has really great elements, like you said, the music and like mm-hmm. just the spaghetti western look of it and everything like that. But it, the writing is lacking, and that's where it yeah. falls short. I do like the new art style, yeah, though. I just looked it up. I ain't mad at I it. I don't like it. I do. <laughs> I don't like I it do either. But like it. I liked it. It's um, too chibi for me. Like, too I, cutesy. I will say this, though. I mean, it's an imperfect story, but it's still... I think it's still worth watching for a modern anime person if you actually want to appreciate how the medium has developed. I like his glasses. They and I think... Kept his glasses. I like yeah. it. I... Yeah, I'm... The glasses were a big part of his look yeah if there was if if i think there was the biggest problem with trigun the original if i think the biggest problem was is on the one hand a lot uh, not all obviously but a lot of your audience for that show would have been kids and i think they always wanted to go darker than what they ultimately did i have very much gotten that vibe yeah i'm like like, man they they want to tell in a more adult story but they're at an era where you still have to kidify it because the idea of a lot of you know of anime that are going towards just adults yeah it's it did exist but it was very uncommon like you had a kid it was probably like a more underground thing like the adult ones for that to happen first. Yeah, well, because you think about it with broadcasting and stuff like that, that's the risk. Um, and that risk was more palatable or more palpable then than now. You think about anime today is a multi-billion dollar industry. Back then, not at all. So you really had to hook in little Billy or whatever the equivalent to Billy is in Japan. But <laughs> you had to hook that kid in. And so... That I do think limits it is I do think that it wanted to tell a darker story, but they weren't at a stage yet where they could do that consistently in a syndicated TV. Well, well maybe and, this and new one will do that for them. Well, yeah, absolutely. And that would, that would be a good explanation for the first half of the series, kind yeah. of being the way it is, you know, kind of really kidified. I really think that's it. On. I really yeah. think that's it. If I if well, I had to say, who else at that time was going to get? into a show like that but like you're and also think especially for american kids so Mm -hmm. the cartoons that we had at the time were nothing like trigun so this was a a massive leap so trigun's a huge leap from like american like 1990s uh, cartoons or 80s well, cartoons. Well, yeah, because we grew up watching, like, Rugrats and shit like that. Well, you like, had, like, Batman and stuff, and the animated series is great, but... It is, and it, 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 they would have dark elements to it, but not anything that, you know, I yeah. mean... It I think one of the most episodic. One like, of the most controversial things when I was kids was Hocus Pocus, you know? It was like, you oh, think about that's it. a little, huh, you know? Because so, they don't dwell on it in Trigun, but when Knives activated his angel arm, he killed thousands of people. He genocided people. People yeah. with that act but they don't really dwell on that but well, as an adult you can be like holy and shit and i think that's like, the thing that kind of bums me out 
too is like they'll show or like allude to like deaths and stuff and I guess that makes more sense now when you talk about them kind of kidifying it because I'm mm-hmm. like I'm almost waiting for that like you know show me like how dark it is kind of thing and they just allude to everything which yeah and that is and that's seriously how i've taken the show is i feel that that was what's holding it back Yeah, that would have been it would have been a lot better if he could have went all out with the story right. and well and this is why evangelion had for better or worse such a strong reaction because everybody when Mobile Suit Gundam was out, everyone's like, yeah, big robots, we're going to fight, this is awesome. And then you have a show that goes very hey, different than Gun- that. Gundam and is cool as fuck, though. Gundam is cool as fuck, but what um, I'm getting at is that Evangelion pissed people off enough to send that guy death threats. Like, that's how starkly going dark like that in 95, like, blew people's minds, for better or worse. See, and I would like to check that out, too. And I hope that Cowboy Bebop goes a little dark as well, too. It does. It does. That very much, I've noticed, is kind of the tendency I like with certain shows. Like, even with, you know, let's take, like, Invincible, for example. It's kind of like a modern-day one. You know, it starts out as this, you know, cartoon with these superheroes and stuff. And But, I mean, Omni-Man kills the whole, like, uh, Guardians of the like, Globe, I think they were called. Like, he kills them all within the... For, like at the end of the last first episode, right? Yeah. I thought it was the first or second, something like yeah. that. That you know? fucking and it, part is so fucking dope. It is, and I think that's kind of what I personally have been well, like waiting for with Trigun. But I'm also taking, let's you know, face it, from like even more modern day shows because with Death Parade, which came out in what like 2011, mm-hmm. I want to say is what it was. Like even that takes a very like dramatic dark turn at first and it's like with the dark turns that trigon was trying to take i think they were almost because they had to kidify it almost too predictable at the time that they don't quite have like that impact yeah that they're supposed to have on you which is the hard part i'm having because i want to be emotionally invested if you want something like super Okay, and you may love or you may hate this movie by the end, but I don't know if any of you have seen it, but Ninja Scroll? Uh Uh-uh. Have you seen it? No. Okay, Uh -uh. so we need to find that movie and watch it, and we'll do an episode about it. And, like, if you want something really brutal and... If you want something dark psychological from that time that's fucked up, watch Perfect Blue from the 90s. Oh, yeah. 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 That's another one. But I will say this. If this gives you guys any kind of consolation, Cowboy Bebop was meant for adults there's gonna right be a out of lot, the gate. There's going to be a lot of what you didn't like about Trigun going on with Cowboy Bebop. Well, but, and yeah. honestly, like, like the episodic, like jumping from, of like the and you schedule. don't get to the overarching shit Here's until, the thing. until I... the very end. You get taste of it, though. I want, okay, I'm okay with getting taste of it, but let's face it, though. Trigun, literally, you get nothing. Yeah. Pretty much almost until episode yeah. 12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and I know I keep comparing to Stein's Gate, but at least by like episode five or six, you have an idea of what the story is, what's going on, what's going to be happening. Whereas this, like I said, you get to like, epi- it's all the same shit up until halfway what, through at episode we 12. Ta- I think it's what we were talking about. Yeah. I think. The reason you get that with Steins Gate is because they knew what story they were going to tell from beginning to end. Yeah, they're they, adapting. Like a video when game. he wrote the manga to Trigun, he probably just started writing a story, mm-hmm. and then 
eventually he kind of pieced it together as he was writing these episodes and wanted to wrap it up in a meaningful way. So, I mean, maybe it was more off the cuff as he was writing it as he went, yeah. as opposed to having a fully fleshed out story before he ever wrote it. And, and I mean, that's I get. Well, I was going to say feel, that's Dragon does... Ball Z right there. I mean, I doubt yeah, Kerry Toriyama Ball... had cell planned back when King Piccolo was a thing. You know what I mean? It it you know it's it, it is a thing where sometimes an author has to feel out where they want to go. That's true. Because I mean, even Tolkien maybe wrote The Hobbit before. Idea. Yeah, maybe you just have an idea that's really great, and that's where you get all the really great elements of yeah. the show. Well, right. Trigon starts, but then the but then the story's just super choppy because he's like, "Oh, where are we going yeah. here?" And that's yeah. uh, I do think Trigon's that way because it's like. The concept of ooh, humans are on a different planet. It's a western, and we got this dude who. It is who a is, great idea. Yeah, it's a great initial concept, but I do agree it takes too long to go from the initial concept to to actually bury. Like through. what? Yeah, like what yeah. the yeah, main and I point agree with, of it I is. I do agree with you on that. And maybe that. that's exactly what it is. Is he just had a great idea to begin with, but didn't yeah. come up with a great story to go along with it. And before he started making it. Well, yeah. So by the time you start getting to the end of it, you're just like, God, like, give me something. It also could have been something with the mangaka. I mean, you figure when you're published, your publisher has a say in stuff. And they could have been like, hey, that's too dark. Take that out. We want to sell action figures. Yeah. Well, in Japan, it would have been easier to go dark, though. To a point. But it depends on your audience. Because, I mean, even. um, Was it in Shonen Jump? I don't know. To be honest, I mean, it's not a shonen though. It's really. not a shonen though, but even shonen like got darker through time. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. You got uh, isn't Hunter Hunter? Hunt, well, even DBZ, even DBZ gets darker through time uh, in a lot of, in a lot of ways. I mean, well, I mean, look at even like Super once they get into the whole Zamasu and Goku Black and stuff. I mean, that gets yeah. pretty fucked up pretty that quick. Pretty I mean, the reason why I say DBZ gets darker is look at Cell. Oh, hey, I'm going to fucking absorb you so that I can evolve to my perfect form. I mean, that's kind of fucked up when well, you think Goku about it. Well, Goku ends up having to die in it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so I... Well, but I don't know because... He didn't I mean, have Frieza, to die. He didn't have to die. He didn't that have to. Was, we know. That I mean, was, was, was so dark fucking too. stupid. That was the dumbest thing. Well, Dude, he fucking could have... He didn't have to blow up King Kai's planet either. Let's just be honest. I know poor King Kai. <laughs> poor yeah. King yeah. Kai just gets fucked. He didn't have to go there. He could have teleported him out into the void of space, been like, "Fuck you," and and then teleported away before he blew up. Hindsight <laughs> is twenty twenty. Yes, like yeah. as he's t- as he's instant transmissioning back to Earth, he fucking hits Cell with a blast and blows him up. Fucking winner. At least he wouldn't have had to. Like it wouldn't have caused a whole bunch of shit because he came back anyway. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, sorry, I want to. I mean, that no, part, you're good. I love that it, part has always pissed me off. <laughs> like, well, it didn't even have to go like that. What? He's so dumb. Yep. I mean, it's he had one to of make a things. big deal. Like, oh, I guess I gotta die and stuff. And they're like, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, that's the. So, if you want to talk about a writing problem, I love DBZ, but you gotta admit, death holds no oh, meaning yeah. in that series. I want him. No. No, it's true. Yeah, Dragon Ball is a little... Well, I mean, especially because death has zero meaning, yet people react in such dramatic ways. Oh my god, Yamcha, no! Even though this is like, how many times have you died, bro? Yeah. (laughs) Or no, just like, uh, anytime anybody gets hurt or anything, like, uh, 
Oh, here's a sensu bead. All your troubles just magically go away. Well, not even, yeah, but if you die, there. I guess it. By the time in Super, when people die and shit, they're like, eh, "It's fine." Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, Bulma, Bulma's already collecting. She's got like a team of people that just collect Dragon Balls uh, balls for her. Time, like though. they, she employs them to go find Dragon Balls. Yeah. That's bomb. She's showing us different. <laughs> yeah. It's a little pop of. Um, that one's a fucking badass. That one, one's dude. really cool. That, I like that one. See his yeah. look. We're talking about the priest. Yes. He, he reminds me of that movie Desperado with a- Antonio Banderas. Okay. I and Mila Kunis. He reminds me Mila of Pedro Pascal. I don't know. I mean, I you're going to do a live action. Okay. Dude, that's who you're they did, if yeah. they did a live dude, action, that's who you pick. When, yeah. I told, yeah. when I told Vince, I was like, dude, I was like, Wolfwood, I love yeah. music because he reminds you of Pedro. And I was like, I literally yeah. did not like, think that. Subconsciously, you, you see Pedro Pascal. That's why you like <laughs> hey, him. Hey, Chels, tell me shut up again. Yeah. 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 Tell me shut up again. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy. <Yeah. laughs> Pedro Pascal. <laughs> The Dude. last of us. But he, I mean, <laughs> if you made that show right now, that's who you would pick for mm-hmm. sure. Like yeah. you would have to pick him. Honestly, yeah, who, I would have who never. Who would you pick to play Vash? A young Leonardo DiCaprio. No. I said uh, young. You can't pick somebody that's you, you not. You can't. We exist. don't have a time machine. Okay, if I had to pick somebody, ooh, okay, I might listen. go with this. My oh, I have I, an idea. I think the guy is a total fucking tool. I hate him in the music Tom industry. Cruise. Nope, Matt I Damon. hate him in the music industry. Matt Damon. I honestly think I a good Vash would be Machine Gun Kelly. Or, uh, or. How tall I, he is, I, blonde, uh, muscular. The f- well, okay, with the Just, face shape, I even think maybe like a Timothy Chalamet could play him. Who? Timothy Chalamet, the guy is. from Dune. Uh, I don't know if he's oh, tall enough, maybe. though. Oh, Vash they could give him tall. some platform boots. I'll show you. He's got the face, though. Yeah, like but they could get rid of the tall thing. It doesn't have I to feel be. like Vash yeah. has a very... Um, he's got the angular kind of face. Yeah, he does got that. Uh, and yeah. I feel like Timothy Chalamet almost he's like... He's got to be blonde, though. Hey, the, well, yeah, and that's fine. That's... They could make him blonde. But I feel like Vash also has... And a lot of times with anime characters, I do feel like they almost have a feminine quality to them. And I feel like Timothy Chalamet... Almost has that he can kind of have that androgynous look a little bit, which I think you need. Like that fucking Rose uh, chick, Ruby Rose. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She yep. does. She does that. Or even, yeah. or even Tilda, Tilda, whatever. Tilda Swinton is that her name? I mean, you're not wrong. Right? It does look. I think Machine Gun Kelly. I, 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 I kind of. I kind of. I mean, as far it. as looks, but can he, is he a good actor? I don't probably not. No, but he's I probably mean, shit. No, just, he he wrote and directed I, a movie and starred in it. Just saying, somebody that's a good I, actor. If though. I casted somebody just based off of looks, I think. Okay, yeah, would. fair enough. Even dude, you yeah, know, and I mean, he was in. I mean, Pedro Pascal. We all agree. He was in the Kingsman yeah. oh, with Pedro like Pascal, a, but Taron Edgerton. He he might even be one that could play. Uh, keep saying these names. I don't know who these people. I, are. I, Have you seen the I'm, Kingsman movies? Oh, no. I think I know. Taron Edgerton about. is the main young. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you. He was in the Elton John Maybe. movie as well. I'll show you. I'm just saying, like, and he's blonde. I'll show you. But then you'd have to find someone who looked very similar for Knives. Because they're. Are these like guys twins. supposed to look Asian? Because are we whitewashing okay. this shit right no, now? No, I think uh, Vash is not. Because even he's like, I can't read Japanese. I think he's supposed to the be. The priest is definitely a white guy, right? 
They're, I think they're all white. Or he's like uh, That's Taron Egerton. Here's the thing is, even though anime is made by Japanese, it, it includes characters from various different backgrounds, and they don't, like Chelsea was saying, they don't speak Japanese in the world of Trigun, really. I like, take it that they're, I think it's all different races. Yeah, like, they're... I, because they all, it was all people from Earth. They, they talked about how Earth essentially, like, they bled dry all their resources. So I think even the priest, yeah, I think the he could be. Of Earth. I think the priest could be Hispanic, Which even, bi- honestly. I, we don't well, know. that's why we all thought Pedro. So yeah. Honestly, we, yeah, I think he could you be. You know why? It's because of the Desperado thing. He carried around the guitar case and shit with. Dude, and he legit gun. has, like, Pedro Pascal's kind of slopey, like, yeah. nose a little bit on. I yeah. never thought about it until he mentioned it. Would it would be perfect. Yeah. It is kind of interesting. Think about about uh, this is completely aside how religion still exists in that world. Well, that's I what I thought, and they even brought Christianity essentially into it. Yeah, like. I think I think religion is a, a foregone conclusion when, like, uh, basically humanity reverts back a little. For you know what I mean? So yeah. religion will always be there because we're always going to be being reset. And uh, like have these shortcomings in our society um, where we get we have to go back a couple generations or hundreds of years and start over. Well, and you think about it too in um, communist countries like the USSR for time in China as well, they're very atheistic. They tried to suppress religion as best do, they could, and it never worked. Do the people on the Trigun planet? I can't remember. Do any do. Do they even remember that they're from another planet at yeah, this point? I'm pretty sure they I, do. Well, not that uh, we're aware of that we've seen. Like, we obviously know. I Well, and I think some of them have, like, alluded to it about... Um, well, keep in mind, too, though. Because they're basically and, stranded right there. Yeah. It's 107 years into the future after those. Yeah, so yeah. that they, they didn't forget. Like, it's only been 100 and some odd years. Okay, so, so they're basically stranded there, though. Whatever mm-hmm. generation first landed there is probably dead. This is a whole other generation oh, of yeah. people. Oh, yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Well, and did all of the seed ships, did they all of every single one of them land on that planet or did they all go off? They into probably their... went to other planets. That's too. what I thought, because yep. Rem essentially um, and literally all I can think about is this one goes out to the one I love now every time I see Vash because he's in love with R.E.M. He anyway, could be losing his religion. I know he probably <laughs> is. We know that Knives did. Anyway, um. And so I think because she was able to reset it all before she died, they probably all went off to their own planets. But like, well, yeah, if you were gonna if you were gonna colonize and try to like keep humans keep, alive, you would go to multiple planets. And see, yeah. with this new one they're making, they should honestly refer to that as Operation Rem Job. Well, um, and they were supposed to terraform that place, right? And yep, it never happened. Yep, knives fucked that up. Yeah. So. Right, because they were essentially supposed to actually like, and that's why that old people's place was so important that had all the trees and plants and stuff, right? Because they're like the only place that has that. Yeah, the yeah. only, like, well, yeah, and they, like they were supposed to turn the whole planet into something like Earth. Into like lush greenery, but instead it's yeah. like Tatooine. Is it Tatooine? Yeah. It's yeah. a desert yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. Well, Jakku as well. That's what I always think of, though. It reminds me very much like Star Wars, where Anakin come from. You know, like they almost have like the Pueblo style housing and shit like yeah. that. And I, yeah, I'm kind of, I was kind of surprised too, though, with all the like, I guess, ancient. You guys are probably going to hate me for this, but it, it reminds me of Final Fantasy X with the ancient, like. The Machina. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I think of. Also, I was telling Vince, there have been certain elements from the anime that I wonder if they have put into others, which he thinks I'm reaching. But when Millie freaks out about her pudding cups, all I could think about was Lord Beerus. Yes, Beerus, yeah. Yes, and I wondered if that was a nod to it. And then there was one other thing. I know, you think I'm not. <laughs> but I think about these things, though, because... Nuts, but I just think that's like... It's probably a stretch. It, it's, it's. I mean, it's it very well stretch, could be. You know or I mean? the fact that, like, Vash reminds me of Kevin from Sin City with the sunglasses and the hair and how they shine yellow, I mean, like... But I wonder, like, could Tarantino have gotten inspiration for his appearance from that? You just never know. On the one, I mean, it's not impossible. Yeah, Elijah Wood, serial killer character that's got the circular. Robert Rodriguez. Tarantino was a part of the project, though he was also a producer on it. Like, yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, if we want a real world example of an anime influencing movie, Ghost in the Shell and The Matrix. Ghost in the Shell is another hard one to. Yeah, oh, I've never so seen that good. one. It's so good. It's and a hard one to follow, though. It's yeah. It's a. I mean, here's the thing: anime in the '90s is not dumbed down at all. Like when you like, if you don't know anything about Freud and you watch Evangelion, you'll be lost. Or if you don't know what the Kabbalah is or the Dead Sea Scrolls and all that, you're going to be lost. So they didn't dumb it down back then for whatever reason. I don't necessarily need it dumbed down either, though, but I think... You just like a more linear story. Or just, yeah, even like explaining things a little bit better than they have been. Like you don't have to reveal everything to me, but like I've said, even with you know some of the flashbacks they had of like... Vash and knives, you know, Scott had to explain to me that they were little seed peoples or whatever, like little test tube seed peoples. I was like, are they angels? Are they test tube babies? Like, what the fuck are they? They give these weird choppy flashbacks. That's that... probably the name of the project they were. Yeah, that's why they're called plants, because it's Operation Seed. Well, I thought it was like they called them angels, though. They might have, yeah. They, he calls it his angel arm. So I was like, oh, they're angels. And, but they and... are like God they were Level meant beings, to be so. like the stewards of humanity. They were meant to guide and help humanity terraform that world. And then that didn't go through. Hmm. So they were, because like I said, it, you can see in that episode where they flash back. I mean, as kids, they were smarter than geniuses. Like they were brilliant. Well, and it's like, in okay, so right now there's a race going on between all the big tech companies and also China. Where they are like the first to develop quantum computing and then of course like AI too. So if you did develop a conscious AI and then so where do you think that would go eventually? You would use that to help guide guide because it would be uh, essentially a god to us. Yeah. Like so you would use its knowledge to fucking help further humanity or you would integrate with it or... Yeah. Whatever. So that's basically what they're doing in this show with knives, yeah, and uh, and and uh, Vash. Well, and just like in Star Trek: Next Generation with Data, you like there is a benefit to having an AI in a physical form who can be stronger than you and have abilities you don't as well to help out. Until they can't let you do that, Dave. <laughs> and then. 
Well, that's why you have safeguards, though. That ideally, yes. <laughs> yeah, ideally, that's not a hundred percent, though. Safeguards but, don't always work. Yeah, so, but once you have quantum computing and shit, any kind of digital uh, code. Have we not seen be... Age of Ultron? <laughs> but because yeah, you're, com- you're but, not you're not computing with uh, ones and zeros anymore. You're computing with uh, a- states atoms. of electrons. Atoms. Like, there's nothing smaller other than a. You know, you could have a nuclear computer. I was just listening to a podcast with Michio Kaku, Kaku. Yeah. and he was talking about quantum. This guy built a fucking particle accelerator in his uh, mom's garage when he was 17. Oh, my goodness. Kaku's cool, dude. And he's he, a, he's he, a little out he there, but I like him. He actually photographed... He didn't photograph uh, antimatter, but he the traces of it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It, this is, and he's like in his sixties now. So yeah, he's was, he's an old white haired Asian dude, but he's cool. Yeah, he's a little crazy. He's and out he, there. He tends to repeat himself a lot. I noticed, but that is probably like old age. But he, he's a hell of a lot more open minded than your Bill Nye's or Neil deGrasse Tyson's. Oh, well, he of the is world. like there are like he is convinced there's a. But this is one of the smartest dudes on the planet. Like period. And he's like, yeah, there's aliens, like, for sure. There has to be other civilizations and shit. And, right, and, and, yeah, I, I, yeah, I and, could get that. And it's kind of interesting. He's like, uh, so anything taking uh, our course as far as, like, technologically and shit, like, so, and, like, civilizations and whatnot, um, he could explain this way better, for yeah. sure. But, <laughs> uh essentially there is in another place like somewhere in the universe or in another universe or whatever there is a civilization that has gone through the same uh so at the point we are in civilization right now there's another civilization that has gone through that exact process you know right so um i don't know where i was going with that but i thought it was really cool that guy was that also, oh, fucking genius. Also, quantum computing, for those who don't know, is where you use quantum entanglement to do computing for you. What is quantum entanglement for those so of us that don't know? That's where they get the theory of the multiverse and shit. Well, okay. Quantum entanglement is where I take two electrons and I give them the same spin, and then what I do to one electron happens to the other, and independent they, they of space exi- and time. And Independent of distance. They can exist in two points in space at the same time. So, for example, if I gave you one electron with a certain spin that was quantumly entangled with my electron here, and you went 100,000 miles away, and then I changed the spin of my electron, it would change the spin of yours, and you would know I was communicating to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, got it. Like, instantaneously, there's no lag in that. It's It's kind of like when you touch those lamps for best friends. So, basically, you start using the very electrons for... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Exactly. Sorry, I have to kind of simplify it for myself. Yeah, so you're using electrons themselves to do the computing. Okay. Atoms, like, down to the, like, so... They were... He was saying that computers would be... uh, Like, the best computers we have right now, digital ones... Uh, 
a quantum computer would be millions of times better and faster. Mm-hmm. How would you even make a quantum computer? They uh, already have some, but they only they have do to, specific tasks. Yeah, right. not only that, right but they typically have to be um, super cooled. Yeah, absolute zero temperatures, which is, by the way, when you get like super fluids and shit. Okay. Yeah, because the problem we're having with modern day computing is we've and we already really have hit this is so as time has gone on. With processing nodes, you'll, I mean, Vinny knows this, he's heard me say this, you have like 14 nanometers and then 7 nanometers, and now we're knocking on the door of 5 nanometers, which is the size of the manufacturing process node. But the problem is, once you start getting smaller than 5 nanometers, quantum tunneling becomes an issue, and you can start having electrons starting to jump their lane and quantum tunnel and appear in different spots, and it messes up the computing at that point. So we're hitting the point where silicone is kind of coming to an end well, in terms also, of for silicon computers. You guys these, also, just make me feel like a blob with no brains uh, all the time. This, <laughs> this fucking... So these computers, by the way, um, it's working by vibrating atoms and shit. So any kind of vibration in the area can mm-hmm. fuck up any kind of calculation you're trying to do or whatever. So not only does it need to be cooled to like a ridiculous degree, it also has to be absolutely uh stationary so it, it would almost like i need like quantum computers so for like just a truck driving down the street or whatever would right and the vibrations it causes it from so there's more than just like creating the computer i don't but even it's... know what that is <laughs> you're so you know what a bit is right sure it's a, it's a it's a measurement of how much memory you're using. It's your so language it's, size. So you've heard of 16-bit, 8-bit, 32-bit, 64-bit, then, right? Right. Uh, how many bits are in a gig? Uh, well, well it's, I got terabytes. I know what those are. Yeah, that's bits like, and bytes are two different things. What the It'll hell is be, a qubit? A qubit is a quantum bit, which is the, st- the position of an electron. Which is a lot of fucking... Yeah. Like I said, I'm just gonna have to get, watch some simplified YouTube videos. Well, see, quantum mechanics. So quantum mechanics is d- because it does stuff that seems like spooky action at a distance. Einstein himself said this has to be bullshit and incomplete, and then they determined mathematically it is complete, so it is true. And uh, yeah, so even Einstein had a problem with quantum mechanics. Well, yeah, because it doesn't always make sense. Exactly. It does. Like, there's a point when the math stops Apparently, working. Yeah. When the math stops working properly. Right. So, yeah. So, quantum... If Einstein had problems wrapping his head around it, don't feel horrible about it yourself. I'm just saying. He dealt more with gravity, though. He did, but, the but he, did, he did work on early quantum theory, though. Him right, and which, Niels is where, Bohr, which is where... I mean, why, I'm smart about from. certain things, but quantum shit is not one well, of them. Well, that's because, it's, I mean, it, that shit's... Mind bog it literally boggles the minds of the smartest people on the planet. Like so. Well, yeah, but even if I could just have a basic understanding, that'd be like. That's the problem, though. I don't think there really is a basic understanding still. Yeah, it's tough to. I feel like Penny in the Big Bang. Like, can you teach me a little physics? Well, and well, if you want to read a good book that will break it down to, like layman's terms, to terms that you can understand, like. uh, astrophysics for people in a hurry, and it's by Neil de- deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, I need that. And he talks a lot about, you know, the meaning of... So, 
he talks about like E equals MC squared and like what Einstein was doing. And like, he talks about black holes and all kinds of different things. I think he talks a little bit about like, uh, quantum physics but i'm not entirely sure i can't remember it's been a while yeah i mean i will say um that great book well even in science and philosophy of science even with as detailed as like quantum mechanics is and all that there's still questions as to whether or not science is actually perfectly modeling the world around us and if you read someone like thomas kuhn it brings that answer that view into question even itself which is fun well that's what we've talked about before like math is just a creation of an imperfect being, which is us, and like so, it it models the universe in a way that we can understand. But obviously, it's not a perfect measurement of the universe and what's going on. Like if it was, then we would understand everything about the universe. And uh, yeah, and so another thing is quantum mechanics and theory of relativity have not yet been reconciled. So they both are on the books, true, so to speak. But yet, there's no way to make them. Com- yep, there's no way to make them compatible. Hmm. So explain that a little further. So, so anyways, well, when it on. comes to Trigun, oh fuck it. <laughs> I, I'll give the very brief explanation. So, quantum mechanics deals with the movement of very, very small particles. Hence, the term quantum, which just basically means particles smaller than an atom. So quarks, like the muons. quantum zone, because it's all right. Like so quarks, tiny. Okay. muons, tachyons, electrons—these are all Marvel smaller than atoms. I was gonna say that. Like, think of Ant-Man in the quantum realm, and that's exactly what they're. Yeah. So quantum deals with interactions in physics on that scale, and then uh, special general theory of relativity deal with uh, interactions on a massive scale, cosmological scale. Wherein you're talking about gravitational interactions between bodies like the sun and the earth and the moon. And black and, holes. and Right, all that, how they interact with one another. And so what, they're both on the very extreme ends of observation. And to get them to reconcile would theoretically give you what's called the hypothesized theory of everything, which is kind of like this philosopher's stone for scientists. That if we had this theory of everything, everything could be reduced to this one theory that would supply every answer we need. Highly ambitious, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, as I say, I don't even <laughs> yeah. know if I think that's possible. Yeah, like, you can't do that unless you can see everything. Well, and here's under, the thing, like, too. You know, I think we also, because I always think about it like, you know, we all know that I am, you know, a Christian. Like, you know, I believe in God, stuff like that. I also think, too, if if you look at the world and where we are at, even just, you know, technological wise and everything like that you know if you believe in a higher power you know do you believe that they only let us see so far yes uncover so much and discover so much as time allows like i mean do you think if we were to say we we were to uncover the answer to everything you know like scotty was saying like what if we as a species could not handle it at this point in time what if we are only meant to to get so far you know, in whether it's technology, you know, quantum computers, whatever, for a reason. Well, you there's know? um, there is a kind of a firewall that they have run into, and that's the observation. You know what I'm talking about when you observe mm-hmm. uh, something, it changes how it, wh- the un uh, uncertain uh, Heisenberg uncertainty principle, which basically means that. 
even the thing that you observe changes as soon and as they you can, observe you it. And you can you can measure that. So you can know you, this the position of an electron or its spin, but you cannot know both. And if you're watching or observing it, it will the it spin will, will change. The spin will change. For other from when other like so it'll be different than when it's not being observed. Yeah, right. Okay. And that's more than just like you looking at it with your eyeballs. It's with like a camera or yeah. Like it's anything. it's bizarre, but yeah, quantum so shit's they're, weird. There, that's what they're saying is like once you hit a certain level, it like all of our math and stuff just kind of falls to the wayside. It doesn't work. It's only gotten to a certain point and then it's it's you can't use it anymore. So that's exactly what you were just talking about is like yeah. running into it to me that seems like a a point we're not supposed to see past or whatever. So if you do yeah. believe in God and that might be that fucking well, that, that firewall to keep you from observing past that point. Well, right, like maybe now is not the time or place for you to observe that, and eventually you might have that breakthrough or you might not, you know? Well, even uh, the Big Bang, right? So when people ask that question, well, how did something come from nothing? They hypothesize all these different dimensions that they, that matter could have come out of and created the Big Bang, but that ultimately just leads to a infinite regression of, well, where did that parallel that alternate universe come from right so on and so on so on so even for the great chain of being so to speak there is no definitive answer where it all started and uh even with the james webb telescope that they just launched they've been finding that out so yeah right that i mean they're being able to see getting more answers only leads to more questions ultimately Mm I tried to get somebody from the planetarium to come on the podcast like a year ago. I'll probably try again mm-hmm. and like talk about that and what they've been seeing. And I think it'd be interesting. I think so too. Because you've seen some of the pictures they've gotten. Yeah. And they're like just hyper. So looking at things that we've gotten pictures of before, but the, the resolution is garbage. Mm-hmm. It's like they filmed it with a cheese sandwich or something, and then <laughs> so now they're seeing shit and further than they've ever been able to see. Too. Yeah, for yeah. sure, it's incredible. But also, there's a point where you can't see past because light hasn't got that far to that yet. point yet. Yep. Yeah. Like you just can't observe past that point. Yeah, and I think this all connects to Trigun because clearly Trigun's engineers had to deal with that when they went to that planet. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it was interesting how that anime kind of led to like an even like bigger talk, almost. You know, and and so kind of circling back to that, will they ever? Um, explain or even get into like the old because there was like the spider looking old I, i'm just gonna call it machina because that's just what i think of but the, machina, the, it's the, be old, the old technology <laughs> yeah the old tech do they ever eventually get into that more like will we ever find out more i, I, I think mean, it's one of them things like we talked about with um uh death parade it's like you wish there was more so they had more time to explain some well, of this stuff. Funny thing is, they're both done by the same anime studio. Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so the answer story. is we don't sadly get a view of what world the Earth looked like or a ton of what happens after Knives and Vash touch down on the surface. Like You get little bits of how they've interacted with one another in the hundred or so years since, 
But no, unfortunately, there's a lot of that that isn't answered. Yeah, I honestly couldn't believe that Vash was like 107 years old because they kept mentioning timelines. They're like, yeah, this happened 23 years ago. And I'm like, Vash would have been a child, wouldn't he? Because like I take it as he's probably around like 25 or so. At that point, you're thinking he's a human or whatever, right? Well, here's the thing. I knew that he wasn't human the very first time we like saw him without a shirt and saw all of his scars and stuff. I even told Vince, I was like, he's not like he can't be like, look at him like there's Well, and just based on what he can do. Yeah. Well, yeah even... Dodging bullets. And well, all yeah, that. yeah. Well, honestly, my original thought was that he sold his soul to the devil. <laughs> Once they brought like Legato <laughs> out and shit like that. That would have like... worked with the cowboy theme it could have worked i mean it yeah, could have worked because they very much an make legato yeah. and that big purple dude almost seem like they're demons coming from the underworld like they that's kind of what they allude to that maybe would have made it a better show it might have i mean i can definitely say if that. he was an actual angel and he was uh, like that's what i thought i thought it was like yeah. angels for and what like it's demons. worth i actually think some of that is actually valid insofar as i think that that imagery yeah, they're is, using that. They're as, using that imagery, even though it's meant to be sci-fi. But well, I, so in like, that sense, you're right. Well, how? Because even Vincent mentioned this. We were talking about it earlier. How Legato kind of puts in Vash's mind that like he was gonna like kill that little girl, and then all of a sudden like she's running off, all happy, and he's yeah, like, "Oh, Vash I... looks back, and he's just holding his hands up and runs away, happy with the hot dog, and he's like, "Oh yeah, freaking the fuck out, you know, thinking he's." Oh, and they're to... sitting in the crowd. Oh, there's more yeah. to. To get what's going to happen. I, I actually Legato. really liked that part when they were kind of talking telepathically mm-hmm. to each other. He's like eating the donuts and shit. Yeah, I think it's, I think that seems Have you cool. seen that part? Yeah, no, and I liked that part too. And that's where I even kind of thought, you know, that like Legato might be a demon because of the way they are talking telepathically. I was thinking the whole like angels and demons kind of thing anyway. Or like, okay, maybe Vash was a human that like sold his soul to the devil or what. I think more that like, would have been a better story. More like it could have been, yeah. Boys and but at the same time, like you God, said, God, fuck they you are. for that. You started singing that, and we were watching it, and I like I couldn't stop laughing for five minutes. I mean, that imagery is absolutely valid. I mean, I would argue that you kind of get the like one wing angel vibe with his angel arm, kind of looking like a wing and stuff like that, and all that. Dude, I know. And we okay, tell them about your whole like comparison of like with Final Fantasy VII and shit like oh, that. Oh yeah, Japan really was conscious of what we are doing into the world even way back in the late 90s because you look at trigun and the whole story with them having to flee earth because of how we you know mismanaged the resources and treated it and same with final fantasy 7 with the whole you know mako reactors and them tapping too much into the you know earth the life stream kind of thing yeah in a in a way there's a lot of similarity because kind of like I said with like even Sephiroth, right? Sephiroth also kind of grows out of a test tube. And once he finds out his real nature and his relation to humans, he's like, fuck these guys. It's just like right. knives, right? And just like, um, you know, Sephiroth and knives and Vash and them and all that, Cloud has Genova cells. So Cloud is connected to that as well. Not right. quite the same way. But you have that kind of duality, and so that's why I don't judge Knives's I Hate Humans bit too harshly, because then I'd have to start judging a lot of other shows yeah, and stuff at, from the time. Ultron. Yeah, right. exactly. So, I mean, that's Ultron why... Ultron on the internet for one day. Yeah, not, was it even... A, it was like <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes, and he was like, they gotta go. Yeah, yeah ex- like, exactly. Yeah. And so that's why it's like, 
you know, that's why I'm not too harsh to judge that because if I was going to harshly judge that but not judge the other shit harshly, it I makes just, me a hypocrite. I you guess know? I was just hoping it wasn't going to be as tropey like that. You know what I mean? Like, I was kind of hoping that's, for... That's fair. I don't know, a little bit more than that, better which is why... Yeah, a little yeah. bit better explanation. They're just like, hey, you're humans just more suck, used, kill them all. Yeah, you're just, right now, and we all are, we're more... you Because I have a hard time watching it, too. I'm just like... I, I start to realize all the things that you're saying. Like, as I was trying to watch it, I'm like, yeah, this is t- this is a tough watch because it's not what it we're is. used to now. A more streamlined. You have a beginning of the story and you have an end. You have a place you're starting and where you're going. And you have and, the middle. And this, <laughs> and this feels like he started somewhere with a great idea and then he eventually worked out where mm-hmm. he wanted to go. And that's right. kind of why I like older stories is because I like to f- to fight that comfort zone that we've all gotten into as stories have changed and progressed. That's a good way I, to look at it. Yeah, because like so for example, I could I love Blade Runner, it's my favorite movie ever. I could rip it apart if I really wanted to on its plot or on its pacing. I think the same thing about Dragon Ball. I, I know Oh yeah, I, I, I know totally. it, I know it's far from perfect. But you love and it I've anyway. All, but I love it to my core, and I will never not love it. You well, know what that's I mean? even how I am about like certain things, you know, that I love. So even, I mean, this is kind of like off the beaten path. But even take like The Crow, for example. That is one of my most. It's a great movie. It's yeah, one of my most favorite movies and graphic novels ever. It, you know, long story short, that graphic movie. novel. Yes, that's, that's where it started. That's where it yeah. started. It, it is so fucking amazing. I need on, to read that. I'll, I'll let you borrow it. Um, it's amazing on so many levels. And, um, you know, because so essentially what that story is about is the guy that wrote it, James O'Barr, his fiance, she was killed on a Sunday morning by being hit by a drunk driver. And he essentially envisioned himself as the crow kind of seeking revenge um, for what had happened to her. And they turned so it was it... kind of like his outlet. Exactly. That graphic novel became his outlet of how he wished he could kind of change things. And so, and even when you watch that movie, it's, it's kind of confusing because you're just, you're thrown into the middle of. It this... is a little chaotic. It is. It's very chaotic. And, and so, you know, I can definitely understand like, Loving something that maybe isn't quite crystal clear or has a concise like this is where we're starting. Yeah. You know, this is where we're going kind of thing, which is why I've continued watching Trigun and I'm going to watch it through until the end because I I can see what it's going somewhere. Uh, yes, I can see yeah. it's going somewhere. I can see they're trying to accomplish something bigger than what we've kind of originally been thrown into. And so that's why. I would like to finish it because who knows by the time we finish it, I could be like, wow, this was amazing. I loved it, you know, or I could end up hating it. So, you know, even I, if you don't, I will say this. It's kind of like video games, right? Like Vinny loves Final Fantasy seven. But if you asked him, is it perfect? He'd probably you'd probably say no, right? Like, it's, it's like it's, me with Final Fantasy compar- ten. I love it and I know it's to, got issues. Yeah, especially compared to newer games. Yeah, and that's exactly and how like, oh, I see it. Is the mechanics of storytelling have gotten so same much thing. better? Yeah, it's definitely the same. Thing. And that's why it's like that's why I'm not really a big fan of judging old stuff by modern standards because it's like. 
if those standards had existed, sure, then yeah, you could be like, oh, but those standards didn't exist then. Yeah, so, if, if somebody made Trigun today, you'd be like, what the Oh, fuck? yeah, you'd eat it. It, yeah, it'd be, it'd suck, right? But be, Well, and that's you know. why, I, you know, I was telling you guys, like, I want to watch Cowboy Bebop, and I'm going to watch, like, Evangelion and stuff like that, and some of these more 90s ones, because... those should be the next two shows we cover. I me think too. We well, Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop is next. I'm watching that Cowboy next, Bebop. yeah, regardless. We, we've, set yeah. It in, we've set it in. And like I said, um, Bebop, like, I with watching all four John Wick movies, there's so much that's similar, I'd have a hard time believing that there is an inspiration there. But I don't do want to get into that. What do you well, mean? Well, I can't. I can't. I can't spoil like that. Cowboy Bebop and John Wick. Well, yeah, cow- so, like John Wick took from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, like, I, talk to me where they can't you, hear, and I'll explain. Did you watch the live action? No, I didn't because I, I don't. <laughs> waste no, you. My time. No, you should go watch it. It's actually one of the best ones I've ever seen. And but, you, you yeah, already know that live action anime adaptations are just trash. Yeah, uh, usually. But this one is actually very well done. Yeah, uh, Cowboy Bebop will have a different and, feel for you guys for sure. And um, right, and it's it is good because it takes the they do not skimp on the aesthetic element, so it has the look of the animated show. Um, it takes elements of the episodes that you're so familiar with. Mm-hmm. But it streams line it streamlines it into a more uh, hashed out because like Trigun, like we're saying, it you don't get to the point until the fucking very end, and mm-hmm. like it feels like a waste to watch everything before it. But this, it kind of feeds you more of that uh, backstory as you go through the show, so it actually streams it streamlines Bebop in a more linear way so every yeah. episode doesn't feel like an episodic i thing. mean i would argue that bebop is fine because in episode six you get the microcosm that defines the whole show no, it is a better show yeah it, but it, it does well, what i'm saying is is like once you watch episode six you understand the stakes yeah it may like meander to get there but you know what's gonna like and what has to be resolved and it's a lot mm-hmm. like guardians in the of the galaxy in a way like uh Slowly learning everybody's backstory and yeah. that kind of thing. And I was about because, to say, don't spoil the new one for me, damn it. No, that's a it. dude. It's it, gonna. You guys are gonna love that. I, I can't wait. I'm excited, yeah. honestly. I think you guys are gonna hate Evangelion. <laughs> no, they will. Yeah, they will. They will. But, what? But why though? Because I it's mean, so disjointed it. and it is so chaotic and in some ways hard to follow. And it's not plot oriented. It's meant it like. It's meant to be an experience like that that is meant to be purposely confusing, purposely hard to follow, but you're engaging and connecting with the characters in like a Freudian uh, deconstructionist way. Okay. It's like if you're wanting to watch Evangelion and go, ooh, are they going to beat the angels and prevent the third impact? You're not going to have a good time. That's not the point. Yeah, you guys aren't going to like that. No, so. you're not going to like that because the plot goes We know off we the don't rails. beat them. That's I, why they had to know, make a movie. And, and honestly, I think it's, it's a, I had a hard time liking that show. I didn't. It wasn't my favorite. I think I feel about. Evangelion, like Chelsea feels about Trigon. It's one of it's an anime that you gotta instead of sitting there wanting action and emotion and romance and that kind of stuff. Like I'm not saying there aren't 
they aren't in there, but you got to have your sip your fine wine and start thinking philosophically. That's the purpose of that ooh, show. It's ooh, a thinking ooh. show. It's not a passive just sit there and be like, huh, that was a cool action. It's not that kind of show. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Speaking of romance, I want one spoiler for Trigun. Just... Okay, fine, fine. I won't ask. Because the thing is, whenever it comes to romance, there's no way you cannot have any spoilers because it's either going to be, we know this with Meryl, it's either going to be tragic or it's going to be like, oh, he lives on with me. I don't know. I just have this feeling that Vash is going to fucking die. By the end of it, I'm but. not saying shit. Um, and, and same with romance. Like uh, if I talked about that, it would give other stuff see, away. That's <sighs> what I'm saying. I already knew. Um, that it had to see, be. and then that's where I get to where I'm like, well, I have to finish it. Like I yeah. have to know. And I, so maybe we should skip Evangelion just for a little while. Me, I mean, I'm, here's here's why the nightmare of it is too is the licensing hell for the dub and all that, like for the original run and all that, like just even getting you guys to be able to watch it would be a fucking nightmare because I had to buy an un like a, um, out of print copy of it. That was just for the show over a hundred dollars just, and then not to mention the $80 for the movie end of Evangelion to watch it, to get the original version. Um, it's not an easy the show to watch anymore. The only thing that piqued my interest with it is I did have to look at some of the angels in it. Oh, the angels are awesome, dude. And Lilith is what kind it, of made dude, me want to watch so it. Because I was like, I, that is I did say, dude, they're terrifying. The, dude, the imagery and end of Evangelion will blow your fucking mind. I sent her a video on just four minutes of the art of Evangelion, just like going between, like without any spoilers, just going through the art. And it's a fucking beautiful mind trip. Like, it is, I actually have saved in YouTube a playlist. I have saved some videos explaining the plot for inevitably when I she goes, I don't get it. What does it mean? So I've got videos. Fuck saved. to the you. I'm just being honest, though. It is that kind of a show. I like, watched the video you put on in the chat. Oh, yeah. They, so did I about the, it was Why like four minutes. I well, and I think he, I think he did touch on that though. <laughs> how at the time the genre was getting stale, and it was just about you know fighting in mechas is awesome, and here's a show showing the psychological terror of that. Yeah, and that again, like again, yeah, people with P- P- PDS- PTSD. PTSD, and and yeah, and different people on different stages of the Freudian, like well, the Freudian uh, development, and. Yeah, and then you have a uh, jerking off in hospitals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, I saw that part in it where he. Yeah, he's, I like how he's he like. Yeah, I don't. He's, he's like, like, I don't get that part. He's he reiterated. Like, he's like, no, that does actually happen. It does. Yeah, it, <laughs> at the end of Evangelion, yes, it does. It's a, Wait, again. Somebody's whacking it off in a hospital. Yeah, yes. like standing over somebody's bed. Yes. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna hate Evangelion. <laughs> that's why I, we yeah. should. That's why we might may not go there no, yeah, like I, said, I get I, it at least, cowboy, at least bebop. cowboy bebop is next for me like bebop's i said whether we next, talk about it or not yeah. i'm watching then, it then i so. want to find uh ninja scroll and just do a movie episode so one episode that might be a little hard to find i'm looking but yeah no it's one of those evangelion it. it should be experienced but uh, just know you may not like it even I, I myself i do love it for what it is but it is kind of a hard show to watch fair enough 
Okay. It's it, like I said, it's a show that goes off the rails. And... I might watch that then on my own time. Oh, Crunchyroll and Amazon it, Prime. It's oh, what, it's Ninja Scroll the series. Or... Well, and it has a movie. Yeah, not the series. Right. It's different. If I, I know, can I'm find looking... it, that is. Oh, I've got it. You could always. Oh, watch you it can with watch me. it on Hulu yeah. Plus. It says. But no, it's one. I mean, Shinji's a bitch. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, but the, what's funny is oh, with the ADV dub, which is Roku what I've got, TV. We're having like Roku TV has Ninja Scroll. Sorry. No. Okay. For you real? can stream it on Roku. Yes. Okay. Cool. Like, look. Yep. Yeah. That's and Bebop yep. is considered one of the greatest dubs of all time. Hell it, yeah. Bebop. It's considered what oh, yeah, Steve Bloom's yeah. Spike is, that, is literally one of the is best. Is that the dubs anime ever. you showed me where there's a dude fighting in a oh. chapel with yep. a cross? Like oh. it looks like You know like what a another spear. fucking good show we could do? Uh uh What the fuck is it called? You know the one with the guy and he's it's Well you're gonna have to give me more than it's that. It's the same <laughs> the same dude that voices Spike in Cowboy Bebop. He does the voice and he what the fuck? Uh, what Samurai ha- Champloo. Oh, okay. Oh, I know what yeah. you're talking about. We've watched some that episodes. That show is so fucking good, man. We've watched I've actually watched some of that together. So have yeah. We, yeah, I've watched some of that with Vince, actually. I love that show. It's I've fucking seen, good, dude. I feel like, okay, does Cowboy Bebop have a part where they're fighting in a church and there's a dude? Yeah, I showed you that. That scene's really cool. You haven't, you didn't is that the one with the dude that also has a cross? Like, no, they're... There is, I mean, they do use some religious imagery, but no, there's not a dude with a cross like in the Trigun sense. But like, seriously, See, after you finish Bebop, you're going to... more of a rose. I was getting yeah, Trigun and Bebop confused a little bit. They came bit. out at the same time, pretty much Well, no, much, and I know year. that they did, but when we were watching, when we saw Wolfwood with his cross gun, I was like, I thought this was Cowboy Bebop and they fought in a church. Like, I thought, but then that was Trigun, No, so, so. you have Spike, which is the good guy, who uses guns, and that, you have Vicious. That always vicious. has, like, the, the toothpick in his mouth. He reminds me of the priest. Oh, guy. fair, but you've got Vicious, who uses a sword, and so they, uh, without getting to it, like, anyway, I don't want, but those are the Wait, characters. is it just me, or when you watch Trigun and you see the priest and he has a cigarette, does it make you want one every time? Because it does me. And his... Crooked ass cigarette. Uh, yes, but, like they're all bent and fucked up. But you know up. what's funny? I is love that. Like, I love that detail because I mean they are in a wasteland. Yeah, yeah. So yep. cigarettes got to be hard to come by. So you even smoke that crooked ass motherfucking. I was gonna say yeah, he's like really one of the only characters smoke it that to does, the filter, bro. That does smoke. Yeah. So yeah. it's and I love one of my favorite parts is when he mentions Millie being that she's just pure good. You know, I almost think he kind of admires her in her juxtaposition to him because she's this like Amazonian woman that shoots people with this giant ass gun. I mean, it just stops them like it doesn't hurt but, them or anything. But I love that she is. She literally is just pure good to her. Like, so I will say this. Um, sorry, I cut you off. I'm sorry. Um, go ahead. You're fine. Wolfwood might be the most complex character. I love him. He is the best character in the show. I think so. His, like, once once you finish the show, like, just talking about him, I think, is going to take up a lot of the conversation. When you see his kind of wrapping up in the show... Yeah, it's it, the best. It's, it's one of the it, best it, it, That hits. It's he's good. definitely it, it, been. That's going to be a part where you're like, oh, now that you've connected him with Pedro, you're going to totally be like, dude, I, I dude. I did not. Yeah. It, was, oh it, was, it was Vince that did it. Okay, can we just say that? It was not me at all that thought about Pedro Pascal. He can have a man crush. Vince. Don't judge him. Yeah, he can. It's okay. I, I, thought, I just thought it was funny. It was too uncanny. I was like... 
I, she's like, oh my god, Wolfwood. Uh. And I look at him. And it's fucking his haircut, his mannerisms, the way he carries himself. I'm yep. like, oh. It's all Pedro, dude. So, it's yeah. this fucking Pedro You Pascal. start there. If you're making this show, you start there and you branch out and make sure you cast everyone that Yeah, if, it, if yeah. everybody's listening, we want but Pedro also, as the priest. But also, they, Cowboy Bebop is fucking nearly perfect to that fucking the adaptation the live action and it still didn't get another season yeah no be sorry i'm like oh no you're good bebop i think now that that's a show i will fight you on if you don't like it i'm sorry but that is a show like trigun yes it's imperfect and i will concede some things i will not there are there are elements of bebop that are similar to trigun there there are she's gonna struggle there but I think it's a much more linear story, but you're gonna have to be patient. I in the think beginning. it says a lot, though, that I'm 18 episodes in and do have all these complaints of Trigun, and I'm still gonna. Yeah, you're still it, on it. And I, I even said on the phone, I was like, if you guys don't like it, we don't have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, continue, that's okay. No, and here's but the thing: she's down I'm to only... keep going. But all, I, I did that with. Steins Gate. I was like, I don't know. I kinda... And I told Vince the same thing. I said, you know, Mike, he wasn't really sure what he thought of it and when I he first like, started watching keep, it. I'll and, just keep going. And our talking to him kind of helped. And so I'm hoping kind of like after today and us talking about it and everything that I will... I Like I said, I'm definitely... I want to finish it. Like, I, I'm so far into it that like... I don't think There's, I could not at this yeah. point now. Like, I want to know how it resolves. Yeah, I, yeah we're two-thirds of the way in. I'm not going to feel good about dropping it here and just not No, there's enough I mean, impactful moments left. left. Like, there's enough big impactful moments left that maybe, sure, maybe they don't hit you as hard if you're not as emotionally invested or whatever, but there's definitely some big shit still Do you to know come. what bothers yeah, and, me, and though? Don't, don't expect to be fully turned and, I like, you're going to love it. I want to be emotionally invested. Like, it, I told Vince, it bums me out that I'm not... That I'm not loving it like I want it. Like, it bums me out that I don't fair. like it as much. As, like, I want to so bad. I want to be so invested, and I'm not, and it pisses and me look, off. And look, it was always... It was a gamble. It was one always one of my favorite animes, but mm-hmm. I think we were limited back then. Oh, right. God, yeah. You have a way bigger selection now. so Oh, yeah, we can I watch think, anything. I mean, it totally, maybe it's not something I, you know, thought of as one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. But it was also, at the time, it was one of the great, the best shows that were available. Yeah. So I think it was worth... At least going through this and then right. giving it a look and like understanding the history. Well, yeah. It's one of those shows it's, that's definitely a product of well, its time. And, and that's where I say it does have that cult classic feel to it. Yeah. Because it's like the it Breakfast does. Club, you know? If you take that movie as an actual movie critic and watch The Breakfast Club, yeah, it's really... It's like whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's whatever. But... You know, it's it's the characters, it's the performance, you know, it's not the, the, in that case, it's not the writing, it's the actual, you know, aesthetic of that movie. And nostalgia is a big part of it. Right. I think nostalgia and the fact that the characters, I think, like in The Breakfast Club, like, everybody could relate to one of the characters in some way, shape, or form, exactly. you know what I yeah. mean? And so, well, and I think, yeah. and I think maybe I'm grasping maybe for that relatability a bit. Cause like I said earlier, when it comes to like movies, comics, 
novels, what have you. I'm very much a person that I get attached to certain characters. And it's like I've been waiting for that attachment, which I feel like I've kind of gotten with Millie a little bit and even probably with the priest a Pedro. little bit now. I love him. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what did saying. you see Start his knees at the Did you see his knees at the Met Gala? I will say this once though. Once you get to the his like kind of uh the conclusion of his arc. Yeah, once you get to the end of his Story, you're really gonna have that moment. I think. Well, I I, think, I would hope so. You either will or you won't. Because it is a dramatic. Um, don't give too much away. It's good. I, I know. Well, no, I, was I just want to say it's very. It's heart wrenching. And, and maybe one of yeah. the things that I think I like about him too is the fact that he. You see him battling with his. He wants to serve the Lord essentially and do good. But then he's also kind of pulled into the whole... The coldness of the world? The coldness of the world. And I think even I, you know, as a human... He's like a recovering addict. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think that's like, it's so relatable even for me as somebody who tries to strive to walk daily in their faith and stuff, but also gets, you know, like lost into the ways of the world sometimes and and kind of feeding into that almost like dark to do side good, but it's hard to see why you should yes yes yeah. especially in today's day and age i did want to say though thank you guys for watching it um obviously for us we love it but you know it it, well, it, yeah, it isn't like, the easiest watch and you guys watch steins gate for us which for steins me gate, death parade you know and it's we're always going to have different like different opinions and views on it. Exactly. And it, but and it, I'm it, always going to give it a fair shot because, you know, with us doing this show, I think it's only fair that if we have an idea of like, oh my God, we should check out this anime. We all just watch it and give our collective opinions on it and, you know, what we think of it. But at the end of the day, you know, I mean, shit, I'm I'm opening up my anime library, so it's Same. actually quite nice because it is. I'm yeah, still you watch ex- watch some stuff you might not uh gave a chance. Exactly, mm-hmm. like exactly. I I'm so excited to say that we did get to watch this because you know you guys you watched Steins Gate for me, you know which we know is my favorite. It's what even opened the door for me to watching like Dragon Ball and. And different things like that. And so because I loved that so much and like, you know, Mike, like you were willing to give it a chance. I got, you know, Sean into watching it and stuff like that. And so for me, since you guys were so willing to watch something for me, I mean, the least I can do is watch this with you guys, you know, and really give it a fair shot because you guys did that for me. I got to be honest with you. I haven't watched an episode. A dragon, but I've I've seen it so many times. Uh, I was I, say, I'm the same with like, you. Like I said, I right. watched it like six months I ago. I don't so. really need to watch it, but yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sorry that I am not like watching it with you, but oh, we don't care. But I mean, you know, it's just it, it's fun though. I like that we can all share things, whether we have differing opinions or whether we fall in love with it or not. Yeah, I mean, like you I, know, it's nice. Like I said. E- I think you guys will like Bebop. It's pretty universally well-received, but even if you didn't, I mean, I will fight that I think Bebop is damn near perfect, really, in many ways. Perfect. 
I don't know, man. It's pretty damn good. It because when you look at the meta theme of lone, I, I'm just saying we'll have a debate. I'm just for saying when we get into some that. of the elements that she's brought up it worries oh. me because she might not like it for the same reasons. I but guess. even if, but even if it's a quicker and more streamlined story, it's not. But here's the thing: the difference is, is it's serving a purpose in Bebop. In Bebop, the whole point of the show, in many ways, is loneliness and the inability to attach to others, and the episodic structure reinforces that theme. It's it has a purpose. It's, that's what I was saying. It's a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and so it's it, like, it, it, it's like, not going to feel haphazard to you because it was purposeful from design. Well, and I think, too, you know, and, and this is just me personally as a viewer and a consumer. When I watch something i i want to feel all the emotions i want to be sad i want to be angry i want to cry i want to feel happy and joy like i i i tend to want to feel all the emotions in something and so since like even with like trigun in the parts that are supposed to be emotional as a viewer i'm not <coughs> getting that feeling kind of thing from it and so I think that's kind of where the disappointment comes from is because I'm so I'm such an empathetic person in general honestly like I I feed off of people's vibes like it depending on where I'm at the environment I'm at I I pick up off of other people and their vibes and that kind of almost shifts how I'm gonna feel how I'm gonna be and so as I'm watching Trigun with a very just I would say like shade of like gray kind of feeling there's no black there's no white I'm just kind of in the middle I think that's where it's been hard for me and so I'm really hoping that something pulls on my emotions or or gets that out of me by the end of it that's kind of what I've been waiting for yeah I think you'll love Spike and Bebop I think you'll love him well, I think you'll like some of well maybe you will like the end of this or you won't I mean, I will say that the, I think, uh, I'm very excited to finish it. I it will does say. try to be more emotionally it, it, connected. It tries, but it is a little cheesy, maybe. Mm, but I don't I, know if I'd call it cheesy, but it it may it may miss. It may not land. Yeah, I'll say that it may not land, but they did at least make an attempt to I give it an tried, emotional weight. And I realized when I even from last week versus now, like especially when you men mentioned like the little kid kind of like aspect. I of really it. do think that's what holds. And it back. I do, too, because especially when I've noticed when they they do the flip between Vash of being very childish and then he'll just like switch over to serious really quick right and where they, he becomes a badass yeah and it's like they don't it's not a smooth enough transition which is where that disconnect comes from whereas right. in cowboy bebop it i mean i mean you could tell just from yeah, the spike's show. badass the whole time spike's a badass the whole time his story's tragic kind of like froey hair with the toothpick in his mouth yeah. right? yeah 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 his story is consistent I see him everywhere in He's huge, uh, dude. Pop culture, dude. He's huge, and um, the like the characters remain consistent in Bebop. Like, there's no. Ch in fact, I would even argue in Bebop, there's really no tone shifts by and large. Like, there might be slightly variations where there are lighthearted moments, lighter episodes. Yeah, but like, like, like with the church shootout in episode six, that really should like if you. Like, that really should tell you what's going to happen and what the tone is ultimately going to be. You know what I mean? I think. Interesting. For sure. Well. 
And like I said, I do think there's similarities to it in John Wick, if that says anything. I'm excited to watch it. Well, we'll finish up Trigun on the next episode. You guys got to get to uh, go Guardians. see Guardians. By the yeah. time this yep. comes out, we'll already have done a main show episode. Uh, right. Talking about that with Chelsea, DJ Nike, Bill, and myself. Um, I'll do my research. I'll have my notes. We know this. Yep. yep. The goat will come prepared. Well, yes. it should be pretty fresh, too, because you'll... You know, we've all have seen it within a few, couple days. True story. So, yeah, that'd be cool. If you haven't wa- listened to that episode or checked it out, go watch that. Um, send us off, Vincent. Sounds good. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Dragon D's Balls. Tune in for the next episode. See if uh, Chelsea and I's opinion change. You know, um, we have eight episodes. A lot can happen in that time. Uh, check out our YouTube channel to see live action, hot action of my wife and these nerds talking about comic shit. Um, and also check out the comiczone.com for episodes of the main show. And um, I'm the best looking one in our YouTube videos. Just saying, I paint the barn for you, bitches. Yeah, yeah. She that always sounds effort. dirty to me. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, I'll remember I was going to that. Oh yeah, thecomicsone.com. Check out check out uh, paintyourbarn.com for yeah. previous episodes <laughs> of the podcast. Later, nerds. Later. Asta peeps.